the shit balls is going on, Marcus? Stabby, stabby. Oh. That's going to be a problem. Well, that's going to be a problem. Oh, dude. You think he's okay? Yo, Satan, it's your homegirl, Sarah. Where you at? That's going to be a problem. <laughs> you're not helping your case if you're going to go all stabby, stabby on him. Man, you haven't tripped fucking balls until you've had some uh, witch berries. Let's do this place apart. Fear Street, 1994, hit all my nostalgia buttons, Luke. How about you? That, this was so good. Man, after the Pope Master series, and don't get me wrong, we didn't hate on that series entirely, but by the end of it, especially the, the later half, we were ready for something new, and this was exactly what we needed, I feel like. It was great. It's uh, it's the 90s. Right. And- well, this uh, this one, the, the time frame that this movie takes place in is like right when we first met each other back in school. Literally. Uh, so this is called Fear Street Part 1, 1994. And 1994 was the year Marcus and I met. That's where we're, you know, we started hanging out together, started watching horror movies together. Fucking great. It's it's uh, it, it captures that time period really really well from the soundtrack to the clothes to the stuff that the kids have on their walls and their rooms i enjoyed it quite a bit it was so refreshing to watch an actual movie a, a movie with a budget uh, and people that know what to do with it certainly by no surprise netflix does give this one a very big stranger things vibe which i'm totally cool with marcus and i are both big stranger things fans i think they were smart in doing that i think that was a, a right direction to take and this felt i felt different enough from stranger things it's its own thing for sure i i thought it was it was really well done it's not it's not a particularly short movie just under an hour and 50 minutes but i never i never felt like it dragged i never got bored i was always engaged in it same the pacing was great we, we've sat through so many <laughs> low budget movies and this was great this moved along it was like a perfect base for me I-, I thought it was great so fear street 1994 takes place in sort of two towns shadyside and sunnyvale set up like one of those classic uh, high school rivalry movies so these two schools hate each other they come from different sides of towns different social classes there's a murder that opens up the movie and it's very if you've seen the movie screen <laughs> Was this the camp slasher you were looking for? Yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. I guess I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, which I'm somewhat surprised. I don't know how you feel about it. I was going to say that I think I liked it just about as much as I liked the first one, but not better. Yeah, it's it's still really good. I mean, it's right there. I, I would put it maybe like a notch below um, just because the first one was was. It just flowed better for me. Uh, yeah, this one's first, a little slower. This one's a little slower paced. And uh, the first half, right? Yeah, the first half is a little slower pace. That's also true for the genre of the movie that they were trying to do, that they were paying homage to, you know, like the Camp Slasher, Friday the 13th. And they're for sure, they're going pretty heavy on that, you know, to the point where the the killer by the end looks like Jason from from Friday 2. A lot of setup at the beginning. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I I still liked it. Just Just a little bit slower, and then it definitely picks up in the second half. We're in a camp setting this time, and we have the, we still have the, Shady side versus Sunnyvale rivalry. So, except for this time, kids from both towns are at Camp Nightwing. 
which creates a lot of problems. The whole movie is set against a backdrop of uh, Capture the Flag game. This camp is run by, I think it's like three or four counselors who are, I think they're like the worst counselors ever. They're super responsible. The main counselor, Will Good, they're all pretty irresponsible. They're all just, they're there to party and have fun. And they make this uh, Capture the Flag game happen uh, in the middle of the night, which is, is, turns out to be a real bad idea. It would be a bad idea to begin with, but especially a Camp Nightwing. A lot of animosity between the different kids from the different towns. A lot of kids picking on each other. One of our main characters, Ziggy, gets burned with a lighter at the beginning after they string her up. So they're playing this uh, capture the flag game and throughout they're tying back into some stuff with the first one with uh, the witch, Sarah Fear. And uh, you're getting a little bit more backstory about that. Because two of the characters find a book on uh, the nurse's desk about the sign of the witch. And they sort of go on their own little adventure. So the nurse is the the mom of Ruby Lane, uh, which was one of our three killers in the first movie. The one with uh, the girl with the slashed up face. And uh, she attacks um, one of our other main characters, Tommy Slater. But they, uh, you know, they fight her off. You know, she gets she gets killed or they take her away. They take her away. She's like knocked out. They yeah. they knock her out and uh, she gets taken away. So they take her away. Uh, Tommy Slater get heads hits his head uh, on a table in the scuffle, and then he just starts to not feel so good until the point where you know most of our main characters end up in this in this cave that leads to this uh, this this witch hideout cave maze type deal. And it's the one that you see uh, towards the end of the first movie that has some names carved in it. Are you ready to reverse the curse? For sure. So this one uh, picks up right where the last one left off. As uh, as you put it, Dina is quantum leaped back into 1666 into the body of Sarah Fears. That's right. She she so basically becomes Sarah Fear. She's kind of along for the ride in a in a quantum leap type of way. And gets to experience uh, uh, her story back in uh, uh, 1666. So we we, we kind of see how she lost her hand, um, how all this madness came to be. And it was cool to see uh, all the other actors from the uh, other two movies are in there too. Because you just assume, as as the viewer, you're supposed to assume that these people look different, but they're they're all played by the actors that were in the part one and part two. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it's, so it's, yeah, like Marcus said, it's the same actors from uh, 1994 and then 1978, but they're all playing uh, different characters, uh, different villagers in this, uh, in this town in Ohio, which is cool. So you get to see like Dina's character per se interacting with uh, like Tommy Slater from 1978. I, I dug it. This one was, again, I thought it was paced almost just as well as as the the first one which i, I really enjoyed yeah basically uh, the, the you know the same same actresses that were having the uh, uh relationship in 1994 so you know like um uh sarah fear in this case and then hannah miller yeah. who was who was played by uh olivia scott welch who was sam in the 1994 timeline um so they're solving a relationship which obviously very frowned upon back in those days basically they get uh spied on you know having some intimate time together yeah they go back and uh you know they're they're concerned that they were saw by somebody because you know they you can't you can't be a lesbian back in 1666 then uh they're interrupted 
by a scream and the church door is uh, locked. And that's when Luke gets a bit of his uh, favorite eye trauma. We were told about this incident in the in the other movies about how the town preacher went crazy and he plucked out the eyes of all the kids. Uh, and, and that's what they run into. They, they, they break into the, the, the chapel, the church, and uh, there's, there are all the kids uh, with their eyes gouged out. Thankfully, they're already gouged out because I really can't look at that shit. This is my only issue with the movie, by the way, is that it's just it just all of a sudden happens. It's just like, bam, and there's no lead up to it. And there are all the kids with their eyes plucked out. Like we just kind of gets dropped in our lap. I think they realize uh, like at this point in their the trilogy that they really they they needed to get the rest of the lore in because they didn't really have any in the first movie. And I know that um, that was some of the criticisms that that movie got, even though we liked it a lot. I know a lot of people didn't like it. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by The Wealth of Us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Review to Death. Yeah, man, those those shaved legs in 1666. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a thing. In fact, if you shaved your legs back in 1666, which, probably... which? Where is your hair, woman? You have lain with the devil and he has taken your leg hair. Pass some gas. Which? Which? The foul gas emanating from your bottom is the devil's breath. Which?